Welcome back to The Look and Sound of Leadership, an ongoing series of executive coaching tips designed to help you be perceived in the workplace the way you want to be perceived. I'm Tom Henschel, your executive coach, and today we're talking about coaching your people. Jillian's coaching had been an unexpected triumph. Before her coaching began, her job was in jeopardy. Then, during our six months together, she accomplished a turnaround that astonished everyone, including me. Now, over two years later, she'd become an acknowledged pillar in a large worldwide group. When she invited me to lunch, I jumped at the chance to check in and catch up. She had been elevated yet again, and she had a new boss. With amused tolerance, she smiled and said, He's on this kick that we all have to become coaches. We have to learn to coach our people. She put up sarcastic air quotes both times she said the word coach. But Tom, you know me. I'm not a coaching kind of gal. We both laughed. It was true, Jillian was fast-paced and results-oriented. It had been hard for her to slow down and allow her own coaching process to run its course. True to her hurry-up style, she said now only half-jokingly, So I thought over lunch you could teach me how to be a coach. I laughed, saying, You want the crash course, huh? Okay, buckle up. I took a big gulp of air and said, For starters, you can't have successful coaching if you don't have specific goals. So I'd say that's number one. Set goals that are specific. What, like mine were? Shape up or ship out? She smiled. Oh, come on, Jillian. Your goals were more specific than that. Were they? She was seriously trying to remember. I ticked on my fingers. Improve relationships with your direct reports. Collaborate with your peers. Better decorum in meetings. Those were all specific. She nodded. Yeah, those were specified, weren't they? That's funny, I didn't remember. Those goals were helpful, weren't they? You bet, I said. When you're the boss coach, specific goals will help you keep your coaching separate from your management. She puzzled on that a minute and then said, What's the difference? Managing your people is about the work, but coaching is about the person's development. Recalling, she nodded. That was true for me. Coaching was about my development, not the work. And development takes time, Jillian, I said with a smile, knowing that that would be a challenge for her. Coaching is a process, not an event. She rolled her eyes. Oh, great. You know how much I love process. Give me a good task any day. But, Jillian, you're the poster child for process. You didn't change in a day. When she sighed, I said, just make it part of your job. Put it on your calendar every week or two. Have a coaching conversation. Are they putting it on their calendars too? Yeah, if you tell them to. I think it would be great if you said, you and I are going to talk about this development goal for the next six months. She got an idea. Why not go from this year's performance review all the way to next year's? Well, that's a great idea, Jillian. Okay, she said. Set specific development goals and discuss them over time. I could tell she was ready to move on, but then she interrupted herself. Can you give me an example of what development goals sound like? Sure, I said. Um, increase your executive presence. Think more strategically. 
mend fences with your peers. Those are all development goals. But not, say, be better with deadlines? No, no, that could be a development goal, I said, if it's a pattern you want the person to improve. Okay, I'm looking for patterns. Okay, okay, great. What's next in the crash course? Ah, next is the mindset of a coach, and it's hard for some people. She asked, what is it? Four words. It's not about you. I stopped and looked at her. And then I added, period, not ever. She said, do you mean you're neutral? Because if so, I remember you did that at the start of my coaching. Your neutrality was really helpful. I'm glad, Julian. I try hard to remember that the coaching is not about me. If the coaching succeeds, that's great. But I have to be prepared that it might not. Wait, but that's crazy, Tom. I'm completely invested in whether my people succeed. I'm their boss. My success is all tied up in their success. It is about me. But regarding their development, Julian, you have to stay separate. Look, imagine there's a woman on your team, and you can see that without a doubt she would become a huge star if she would just do this one thing differently. Well, she may not be able to do that one thing, or she may not want to be a star. You have a vision for her, but it's her life. You have to let her choose because it's not about you. She smiled, saying, Well, that sure sucks. <laughs> yeah, it does, doesn't it? I smiled back. When she didn't reply, I said, I have two images that help me remember that it's not about me. She nodded for me to continue. I said, One of my daughters is like a magician when it comes to animals. We have these wild rabbits in our neighborhood. They run from everybody, but she can get right up to them. They let her feed them. They even let her pet them. And it's not just with the rabbits. Once she attracted a swarm of butterflies in the middle of a field. And another time, a bird got in our house. The bird was completely panicked until my daughter came. She got it to come to her, and then she walked it outside. Jillian's jaw dropped. Are you serious? she said. I know, it's amazing, right? But here's the point. Do you know what I notice? She approaches each animal a little differently, and it doesn't always work, but while it's happening, she is totally focused on that animal and that animal's need. It is absolutely 100% not about her. She does whatever she has to do to get close to that animal. Jillian said, Is that my goal as a coach, to get close to the person I'm coaching? Well, you want to get close enough so you can openly talk about the person's behaviors and their thoughts and their feelings. <laughs> That's pretty close, she said. So if I don't want to scare off the rabbits, I'm going to watch you for clues, and I will do whatever I have to, because it's not about me. It's about you. She said, but I can't read people the way you do, Tom, so it may not be about me, but... I don't have a clue how to make it about them. Well, that's where the second image comes into play, I said brightly. This happened with that same daughter. We were in a national park about to climb a steep hill that was covered in dark forest. And she said, Dad, turn around. When I did, it was a completely different scene. Behind us was a sunny coastal plain. Depending on which way you faced, 
the picture was radically different. My daughter started spinning from one vista to the other, and then she laughed and she said, Dad, can you imagine two people standing here looking at each other? And one says, Oh, look at that fantastic forest. And the other one says, What are you talking about? It's the ocean. They would never agree. To Jillian, I said, When you are coaching, you have to remember that the forest that is so obvious to you is completely invisible to the other person. She is seeing ocean. But since it's not about you, you are going to give up your view and you're going to try and see what she sees. I imagine myself standing next to my client, shoulder to shoulder, facing the same direction, looking at the issue from her point of view. Jillian nodded and said, Perspective taking. My husband will tell you, not my strong suit. Well, good luck coaching then. We both laughed. And then more seriously, she said, I remember you're taking my perspective, Tom. Even though I was pretty hard on myself, you never judged me. That's key, Jillian. You can't judge the person you're coaching. They're doing the best they can. If they could do better, they would. One way you're going to help them develop is by trying to see what they see. You're not going to judge it. You're going to be curious. You're going to be interested. They're not wrong because they can't see it your way. She wrinkled her brow. But as the boss, there are things I think they should be doing. I mean, that's why I'm coaching them in the first place. There's no question that coaching as the boss is hard. So here's a tool that I think helps with this. Is it going to make me the perfect coach? She asked. Of course, I answered. Now, before I tell you this fourth and final tool... There are two quick things I want to say. First, this past month I recorded four interviews with other podcasters. One of them is already live. It's with a wonderful coach in the Washington, D.C. area named Misty Burmeister. I love the title of Misty's podcast. It's called Provoking Your Greatness. You can find my interview with her on iTunes under Provoking Your Greatness or on Misty's website, which is measurablegreatness.com. Misty is a great listener and a great interviewer. She got me to talk about a wide range of things. At one point, I told a story I've never told before about an astonishing piece of negative self-talk that popped out of my mouth at one point in my life. And at another point in my conversation with Misty, I completely lost track of what I was saying. I had to stop and ask her to give me the question again. Longtime listeners know that I rail against people who ramble. Well, I became one of those people, and you can hear it. But in addition, Misty and I talked about leadership challenges and managing exhaustion. We talked about a lot of provocative ideas. Check out the interview at measurablegreatness.com. I think you will get a lot out of it. Okay, here's the second idea. I'm reaching out to the Look and Sound of Leadership listening community for some feedback. This year, 2015, is the 10th anniversary of the Executive Coaching Tips. Much to my amazement, I have been putting out these tips once a month for 10 years. Well, I'm using the approaching anniversary to examine everything that I'm doing with the Look and Sound of Leadership, from the design to the content. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and if you're like me, you probably get to the end of an episode and you have some ideas about how it might be better. Well, I am always interested in your ideas, and I would particularly like to hear them now, because we're going to do a makeover really soon. 
And this is a time when every idea counts, because the more times I hear an idea repeated, the more I can feel pretty confident that it represents a prevailing opinion. So please, weigh in. I would love to hear from you. If you don't know how to get in touch with me, I'll tell you at the end of the podcast. Okay, that's it. Now back to Jillian and the conversation about coaching your people. Jillian was concerned that she wouldn't be able to stay neutral because as the person's boss, she was invested in their goals, and I was just about to tell her my tool for addressing that concern. I said, okay, Jillian, here's the tool. Four more words. Let them go first. She waited. I said it again. Let them go first. And then I continued, let's say you're going to coach me, and the goal is for me to be more collaborative. Well, you arrived at that goal because you've been thinking about it. You probably have a whole lot to say about it, and you probably have lots of suggestions. Well, you know what? Tough. Let me go first. She said, wait, but I have to set the goal, don't I? That's talking about it. Yes, but then stop. Don't tell me all the ideas in your head. Don't tell me your vision how this is going to change my life or make me a better person or help the department or get me promoted. Instead, say, between now and your next performance review, I'd like to talk with you about being more collaborative. And then without giving me any of your opinions, ask, what does that goal sound like to you, Tom? Or what do you know about being collaborative? And whatever I tell you, Don't start your lecture then. It's not about you. Let them go first. Keep asking questions. Slowly, she said, And I do that because... Because they are the rabbit. And if you keep asking questions, they will tell you how to get close to them. She was doubtful. Really? They will? Yes. If you are curious about what they're seeing, they will tell you how it looks to them. And then, later, if you've let them go first and you haven't judged them, then you can put in a few of your ideas. So I've got to learn all those open-ended questions again, she said with a sigh. I told her that I would send her some executive coaching tips that would help sharpen that blade. And I did. I'll mention which ones in a minute. A month after my lunch with Jillian, she emailed me to say she had begun coaching her direct reports, and she was encouraging them to coach their direct reports. She had created a cheat sheet for them. It had four items on it, but number three had two sub-points. Her list read, number one, set specific goals. Number two, commit time. Number three, it's not about you. And then two subpoints: don't scare the rabbits, and try to see their forest. And then finally, number four, let them go first. I emailed her back saying that, to me, her list appeared to be a great guide to the look and sound of leadership. More and more leaders these days, like Jillian, tell me that they are being told to coach their people, but those leaders aren't given much guidance. And to be honest, I think coaching is an art. It is not something everyone just knows how to do. The goal of this episode has been to give you tools so you can be more effective as you develop your people. 
I think the four tools I discussed in this episode will help. I mentioned that I sent Jillian some other executive coaching tips to help sharpen the blade of asking questions and listening. I sent her four PDFs. They're from these four episodes. Creating Devoted Followers, Facilitating Open Dialogue, Leadership and Listening, Questions as Leadership. Those four episodes, and all ten years' worth of The Look and Sound of Leadership, are available through iTunes and Stitcher, but they're also always available to you for free in a searchable archive on the Essential Communications website. That's EssentialCom.com. That's EssentialCom with two M's dot com. Click Coaching Tips, and then use the search bar to find the episodes you want. Or you can sort the episodes by categories like Personal Growth and Self-Development. There are more than 40 episodes in that category to help you raise your self-awareness and develop skills to help you be perceived in the workplace the way you want to be perceived. When you're on the website, you can also download any of the executive tips as a PDF that you can save for yourself, or like I did with Jillian, forward them to others. Every month, more and more podcast listeners reach out to me and sign up to receive the email version of the coaching tips. If you want the email version of the tips, when you're on the website, just hit the subscribe button. It's on every page. To all of you who post reviews or send me emails, I'm so grateful to be in touch with you. Thank you. And I'm particularly looking forward to hearing your feedback about how to improve the look and sound of leadership. Until next time, I'm Tom Henschel. Thanks so much for listening.